Hey, this is Bryce Johnson from Expedition Bigfoot. You're listening to the Paranomaly Zone. Look, I know the supernatural is something that isn't supposed to happen. It does happen. A ghostly apparition in the dark of night. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, Cassius Parius! Hey there, fellow zoners and paranormal ponderers. You are in the Paranomaly Zone, your weekly dose of all things, you guessed it, paranormal, strange, and mysterious. My name is Patrick Koffenberg, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host with the ghosts, the paranormal poster boy himself, the slowly wasting away Michael Carbno. Now, we joked earlier today, Mike, we do not recommend your weight loss program, although it does seem to be working. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess. Um, I've lost some poundage. He's, poundage. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that word gives me the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> it does. Yeah, it's just I don't yeah. like it. No. What was it, like 24 pounds so far? That's pretty darn cool, man. That's pretty darn cool, you know. I said that in jest, you know, we, this isn't something you're going to be seeing on television, you know, on infomercials at midnight, you know, the the, the carb, no weight loss plan, because (laughs) unfortunately it requires severe back pain and I don't think uh, anyone wants to uh, go through all of that, but Hey, whatever works, right? Well, yeah. You know, I, 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 I don't eat like I used to. I like today I didn't eat at all. Well, what the hell? I, I have no appetite. Uh, I have nausea, but the doctor has given me something for that. So I will be fine. I feel nausea coming on and I just take a pill and it's gone. Yeah. And then you, she said it's caused by pain. Most likely. Yeah. You take a pill for the pain that causes nausea. Then you take a pill for the nausea. Then you take a pill for the pill for the nausea. And yeah, it's, it's, uh, that's frustrating. I can, I can just see your medicine cabinet just overflowing right now. Yeah, it is. I take too many pills a day, and I they also added on another pain pill on top of the other ones. It's not like Good grief. take as needed. It's like a take every day thing. <sighs> so now I'm on like Lyrica and Celebrex and something else and Cymbalta for my mental issues and my also causes, you know, helps with pain. So now here's the question. <laughs> Are there or is there a pill that helps you see ghosts well eh? we shall find it and eh? get it for you eh? <laughs> okay <laughs> all right yeah, prescribe me that paranormal pill will you yeah yeah that's that's a mouth that's a mouthful right there paranormal yeah. pill yeah. well hey it is good to see you thank you for uh making this work yeah. today mike it is friday it february 24th usually and- this oh, thanks. He has to throw in the usually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, go ahead. This is the um very 
uniquely titled Ghost Stories 3. Yes, so, you uh, you dug deep for that one. Man, my brain is still hurting. I mean, that was I was scraping the bottle, bottom of my, uh, uh, whatever you want to call it, bottom, bottom of something. Bottom of something. <laughs> uh. Well, and as we kind of joked about um, earlier today, you know, we, we were going to try and you know, make it sound like we've we have yet to speak with our guests, but hey, we're not fooling anybody. Man, we just got done talking with your niece. What a life! What's yeah. what experiences in the paranormal, man? That is, I was I was in uh, in awe in a lot of times. Yes, of time, I, so. that's the word I was gonna just prescribe for you because I uh, that's I could see it on your face. Yeah, yeah, it was that was pretty <laughs> intense, man. Pretty intense, and I do want to say I, I want to. I wanted to make this clear is that, um, and as you listen, as the listeners check it out and go through the episode, um, I did ask Rachel if she wanted me to edit out, you know, very personal stories she shared. Um, I mean, I personally, selfishly, I felt kind of, I felt bad for bringing it up, you know, um, it it was tragic. It was a tragic story, you know, but, but, you know, she says, no, it's, 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 it's a good thing to, to talk about. Yeah. And she had it in her email of she did. you know things she, that she wouldn't mind discussing. Exactly, exactly. So she was good. But man, we laughed. Uh, I'm not going to say we laughed. We cried. <laughs> we we <laughs> hugged over the internet somehow. But man, yeah. that was a great conversation. Uh, thank you so much again to Rachel. That was an hour and sixteen minutes of. I don't know. Listeners, you decide. We know you're going to. Yeah, laugh. it's definitely enjoyable. And she didn't know what to think though when we. Started going at each other about your driving and stuff. Though. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. I kind of I fired back a little bit with some of my comments yeah. on our our experiences <laughs> at the Sally House, but uh, we'll just yeah, leave that, that at that. Yeah, that's just a teaser for uh, what's to come, and you'll enjoy it. It's, absolutely, um, absolutely. Yeah, this was great. Again, an hour and sixteen minutes of talking nothing but paranormal experiences, some downright freaky ones as well. So, yeah, very. Uh, we know you guys are going to love it. Um, before I forget, and yeah, cheap plug time. But uh, I did just spend some time at the allegedly haunted school this past weekend, Mike. I returned to Babbitt's. Yes, I did. And my brother and his son, my my nephew, well, we checked out the school again. We were there for about three and a half hours in the evening. I'm still going through all of the audio, all of the video. So far, I've captured a couple. Well, not I. I mean, we. Captured yeah, some, some pretty neat stuff. Some neat stuff. Um, I just posted a short video clip on our Patreon page. Um, Mike, without revealing too much about it, what did you think about that video that I posted? I enjoyed it very much. It's very, I mean, it's like there's something there and then something not there. It it's shows up and it's gone and 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 you have everybody pegged where they're at to where um, you know it's not reflection from anybody or it's almost like somebody's standing there either in the window or or a, a being or a figure reflected from the window it, it's hard to say but it's very interesting it's interesting and we were on the second floor so if it was someone outside they would be about 20 feet tall so right um, and that's what i kind of figured that you're upstairs because you were in the room where you'd gotten the uh desk scraping across yeah, the floor before was yep, it last year you know, yeah, right yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. We had a good time, and again, I'm hoping to find some more intriguing um, audio and video and the stuff that I have to go through. Uh, 
Yeah, this clip is pretty cool. Um, and Mike enjoyed the slow motion aspect of it. <laughs> yeah, the sound effects when they were slowed down. Yeah. You know, that was fun. Yeah, sometimes, you know, back in the day, we shared drunken Carbno voice clips and stuff. This is yeah. kind of similar, a little similar in that slow down. Slow yeah. Down. I, mean, I showed it in real time and then I showed it in slow motion and hopefully give you an easier chance or a better chance of spotting that. But Yeah, it does help quite a bit. Uh, yeah. yeah, we're 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 rip roaring again. We're uh, posting stuff on the Patreon page. We're going to be recording the, our uh, Patreon exclusive episodes again. We're going to be recording retro and random uh, episodes again. They're going to be available exclusively on the Patreon page first before they are published. Uh, another perk of the Patreon content, and of course, you you know the routine. All sorts of cool shit there. Well, Mike, um, enough rambling, I suppose, huh? But Mike's chewing his fingernails, so I guess that's a sign. No, that no, yep, um. I'm okay. intently listening to you and oh. with excitement. <laughs> oh, before we wrap it up, um, before we wrap up the intro here, I do want to, I, I want to mark this down. I want to record this so we do not forget the next topic has been chosen. Yes, yes, um, yes. I am looking forward to this one. It, it popped in my brain. I'll share why it popped in my brain uh, when we do record that. But the idea of your soul visiting you throughout your lifetime. I know that sounds kind of crazy, like your disembodied soul coming back, checking you out when you're a wee little lad or lass all the way through your lifetime at particular important times in your life. Um, that that idea fascinates me, Mike. I think that we can have a good good time. Absolutely. About it that. could get a little deep. That's what I'm thinking, too. Um, <laughs> we might have to... Yeah, we might have to, you know, take the proverbial brainwash after that to, to cleanse yeah. ourselves so we can function properly. But uh, again, man, Mike, thank you for making this work. Thanks for coming back and doing this intro with me. You know, oh, there I just revealed our secrets. This is not live. This is recorded after our chat with, with Rachel. We hope people don't mind. But yeah, man, it won't be done this way all the time. No. <laughs> but again, big thanks to Rachel. That was yeah. it, it was it was eye opening fascinating to listen to and we definitely appreciate her time we think you'll enjoy it we so do, do it. man enjoy yep. it. without any further <laughs> ado here's our chat with mike's niece rachel uh you know for a while i've always struggled with the you know are, are demons real are they not but i tell you i've experienced some things that i i they did not appear to be human in any way shape or form so you mean like demonic or elemental or um, what I perceived to be more demonic, um, and it seemed to kind of fit that because if you would turn on the Christian radio station in the house, the activity would stop. Mm. So yeah, very, very scary for an 18 year old, 17, 18 year old to be dealing yeah. with. Yeah. Damn. Not yeah. fun. <laughs> I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a coincidence. So, you know, yeah, as I said, podcasting not. 101, the main part is to make sure that you are recording and I have been recording. Uh, Mike, meet your niece, Rachel, meet your <laughs> uncle. I met her before she was born, actually. Yeah, my favorite uncle. <laughs> oh, oh uh, that's awesome. <laughs> She's such a good liar. Oh, no, no I have, I'm, I'm just I have kidding. two others. They're... I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I will take that. <laughs> well, you know, you better. this is, this is going to be a blast. Again, it's a pleasure to finally meet you, Rachel. Yeah. Um, you have the honor of of me thinking of the ultra creative title Ghost Stories 3. So you right. should feel good about that one. <laughs> I put a lot of effort into that name, and uh, I think you should be happy. That Mike's already it smirking works. at me, so it's going to be good. When, you know, Mike's smirking. 
But as per usual, we got off to a late start because Mike was, quote unquote, him. <laughs> he was being a dink. So, oh, well, she says something about a link, and I said, no, it's just her uncle being a dink. That's right. <laughs> but actually, it was the it was actually the computer. I mean, it, I I turned it on, and it starts doing some update, and then oh, lovely. just slow, slow, slow. But everything's good now. Naturally, yeah, I just had kids to deal with until I got yeah. sequestered in my bedroom here. So <laughs> <laughs> sequestered. There you yep. Go. <laughs> Lock the doors; they can't get in. I'm kidding. Mm-hmm. The doors are just shut. They're not locked. See, at least you're sequestered. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm usually banished. There's a difference between <laughs> the two. So. I wish I could be banished once in a while. <laughs> Believe me, it would be a nice reprieve from the insanity that are my three girls and our dogs and, you know, my husband and everything else. But oh, God, yeah. I kid, I kid. I love mm-hmm. all of them. Yeah. yeah, it's all beautiful in the end. <laughs> it is. Well, again, Rachel, this is going to be a blast. I, I, I've pulled out your initial email that you had sent me i can't believe it's been that long ago it was january 26 when we first reached out about talking with you oh, on yeah. the on the podcast so this is actually a second email reply i'm using this as a point of reference because as okay. you know, as our fellow zoners know this podcast is all about all things paranormal strange and mysterious and this is no exception we're having a blast with our listener feedback episodes like this you know sharing these personal paranormal experiences these personal ghost stories for lack of a better term uh man where to begin this is quite the list Uh, (laughs) it's impressive uh i don't know Uh, if i i don't know if i'm jealous or thankful (laughs) experiencing some of these things it was a it was a lot to deal with as a teenager i'll tell you that much it was i can imagine yeah oh man i wouldn't i wouldn't wish it on anybody especially with not knowing at the time my clairvoyant aspects or intuitive aspects and not quite understanding a lot of that and how that kind of played into everything too. It was, it was a lot thrown at me over the course of about three or four years. So. I know Mike and I have mentioned this quite a bit. Um, I'd like to get your opinion on it. Do you, do you believe in the possibility that's, uh, one's personal ability to experience a paranormal is inherited or can be inherited being that your I uncle is someone who's been you know basically followed his entire life <laughs> my feeling on it is that it does tend to run more strongly in some families but everybody has the ability to do it um just for some people getting through it initially and learning how to kind of open that up is a little bit tougher, but I think there are definitely some where that family lineage, there's just something about us that, you know, it's, it's more wide open for us. It never fully closes down when we're growing up. Um, And like, I didn't even know that it was a family thing until I was 22. So, because that was when I kind of came out of the psychic closet, so to speak to my grandmother, my Nana. So uncle Mike's mom. And I told her, you know, I've, seen all these crazy things and you know this and that the other she said oh honey it runs in the family papa <laughs> has it your uncle mike has it and i was like well damn <laughs> you know, i didn't swear in front of her that's what papa told me too and he said oh yeah it goes all the way back up into canada and who knows how far back beyond that i was like well suddenly it makes a lot more sense and now you know i feel a little better but if i had known so much sooner it would have helped <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah I could have understood so many things at such a young age, but you know, I just took them as they came. I just took them as they came. 
Oh yeah, it's all you can yeah. do. Yeah. So were you sure. were you kind of were you um, bothered by this? You know, not being aware of this, did it kind of strike you in a way that wasn't necessarily positive when you first started realizing this? Not really, um, because I had been told um, by a coworker of my mom's who was a brilliant, gifted medium. Um, I met her when I was 15 and she's like, you know, you're not crazy. It never met me. My mom had never really told her anything about me and my whole like seeing things psychically or whatever was always kind of hush hush in the family um, because it had gotten me institutionalized at 12 when I told a therapist that I could see and hear things that nobody else could. Oh gosh. So yeah, that's a whole long story in and of itself. (laughs) But um, so at 15, my mom had this coworker friend of hers come over to visit. And like I said, never met her a day in my life. My mom had never told her anything about me other than, you know, I was her daughter. She looked at me, she said, you're not crazy. You know, I go, what? <laughs> she said, the things you see, the things you hear and feel, you're not crazy. And I was just like, okay. And you're know, fighting back tears. Yeah. And I was just like, what, what do you mean? She goes, you're psychic. You're not crazy. And it was just finally like, Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> you know, cause for a year more or less, I had doctors shoving pills at me and putting me on all these black, you know, medication that now has a black box label for, for adolescents that they were shoving at me for almost a year saying, here, take this, you're schizo effective. You're this or that or the other, even though I didn't fit any of the criteria. I, I was you know? just put, I was just put through an exorcism and then I, they <laughs> figured I was good after that. I don't know. Yes, that did happen, Rachel. I know. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. Nana, Nana put me wow. through an ex- exorcism. I remember a, Mike first sharing churches. that. <laughs> yeah. Have I you, never heard about that. Have you ever yeah. shared that on the podcast, Mike, or is that too personal? I believe for you? I, I have. Yeah. Maybe Mom and Dad, it's one they just, that I didn't catch, but they I, maybe yeah, they just they wanted me to go. I was just a teenager and they they wanted me to go to a uh, church meeting with them some evening weekday thing. And I thought, okay, I'll go and after it was over, we were kind of all milling about in the foyer, I guess you could call it. And uh, all of a sudden, these people were standing around me, and they had me sit down right there where we we're at in a chair. They brought a chair over, and they all had their hands on my head, screaming and yelling at the devil oh, to leave my body no. and speaking in tongues. And just, just, I mean, they were trying to get me to speak in tongues, and I just... I couldn't do it. <laughs> I mean, it Whoa. was just, it was just an experience that I, I don't ever want to go through again. <laughs> I don't blame you. I had no idea. Yeah. Wow. That's but nice. I'm not, you know, never held anything against mom and dad. I mean, you know, it's just, you know, just the way it was. And I just carried on. <laughs> wow. Come on, Mike, you got to finish it. Carry on. No, my way. Works. My way works. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. Another running lame joke on our part. Yeah. Hey, that's fine. We have a lot of them they, that, you know, they're so old that people don't even hear them anymore, probably, when we say them. <laughs> oh that's true. So. That's true. Just uh, go right over their heads. Okay, no, Rachel. I'm, I'm still of that age where, you know, I'm, I'm right on the cusp of Gen X, so I still catch a lot of those references. That's good. That's good. <laughs> we, yeah. we appreciate uh, that. I made it into the baby boomers by two years, for crying out loud, wow. or something like that. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, wow, I'm, that's what I said too. I'm going to check out your email here now. As you mentioned earlier, okay. you said a lot of the your a lot of your experiences overlap from the house that you grew up 
you grew up in. There's a lot of death in that mm-hmm. house, the house next door. And then you say, and if my vision slash download was correct on the land itself. Yep. Some of these examples are just, I don't know where to begin. I'm just going to literally start start <laughs> at the top. Okay, I'm going to start okay. at the top. Um, your list includes, it starts with Nana's house, angels, seeing the shadow man in dad's hallway, pig pen, quote unquote pig pen at grandma's house, imaginary friend. Do you know where you're going to lead us down now? <laughs> um, well, sure. Um, the, the, the angels at Nana's house. So Nana and Papa, again, were my grandparents. So my dad, Steve, and Uncle Mike's mom and dad, we call them Nana and Papa. Um, one of my earliest memories, and I don't even know how old I was, probably, I don't even know if I was old enough to talk, but I remember laying in my crib at my Nana's house and seeing an angel standing beside the crib. And I told Nana about that at one point. She said, well, you know, we used to pray over you during one of my Bible study groups or prayer groups or whatever it was. And I said, no kidding. She said, oh yeah. (laughs) And I thought, well, that was really cool. So, I mean, it's crazy because a lot of my memories from early, early childhood are really spotty, but that is one that I clearly recall is just like laying in a crib or a bed of some sort, at least at Nana's house. And right next to the crib was what you would picture to be like your stereotypical angel where he was glowing and wearing a long white robe and just kind of smiling down at me very serenely and peacefully. And like, it was always just a very comforting feeling. So Mm. yeah, one of my earliest memories. Wow, (laughs) That's quite the memory. Do you remember, do you recall if it was like a male or a female image? He seemed to be male. Okay. Yep. It seemed to be male. Um, and he had dark hair and that's, I don't really remember facial features, but I remember it was male and he had darker hair and he was just kind of had that like backlit glow to him. Um, yeah, very cool. So mm. that was, that was one of the more pleasant memories. I, I was going to say, yeah, that actually, that sounds angelic. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool. Now what, what about uh, the seeing the shadow man in dad's hallway? Um, so one time when I was visiting my dad in the summer, I was laying in the bedroom and it was still light out. I was maybe eight. I wasn't very old. And I remember I was laying in, in the bed and the doorway was open to the hallway and I saw a shadow walk past the door. And I was like, I don't think that was my dad. So I yelled, I'm like, dad. And I heard him yell from the living room. He goes, what? I said, did you just walk past the door? He says, no, I'm sitting here watching TV. And I was like, Okay, but I just saw somebody walk past my door. He said, you're probably just dreaming. Go back to sleep. And I'm like, okay. You know, I knew what I'd seen. I knew I'd seen somebody walk past the door of the bedroom and didn't hear anything. I mean, it was just like this black shadow man that walked across the doorway and was gone. So I love it when I see shadow people. I mean, yeah, it's it's so interesting. I I have seen. um a figure or a shadow like that move in a, you know, it, I was a teenager at the time. I was mm-hmm. in the old Salvation Army in Fargo, mm-hmm. you know, which had had stories of a lot of hauntings and that your mom and dad both had told. But um, it, uh, I, we were in a, a room down at the bottom of the stairs in the basement and you could hear actually somebody coming down the stairs like quickly. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then I was turning to look over and I could see this dark, shadowy, something just zip by the door oh no <laughs> and and kathy my sister was with me and we both heard it and saw it and we looked at each other like did you see that and i, w- I went right to the door to see if anybody <clears throat> was down there and there was nobody down there 
but you know, wow. but it's interesting. I mean, you know, it's, I don't know, to me, it's fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, at eight, not so fun. It was very unsettling, but you know, yeah. I knew what I had seen, but I knew like nobody else had seen it. So yeah. Well, and then at, at that age and then, you know, you have no idea what to think exactly. or any reference to what it might be. Yep. Just exactly. that you know it's not it's not something that you're normally seeing. That's exactly so it. Yep. I'm sure that puts yep. a lot of thoughts through your head. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Rachel, <laughs> do you, the only time do you only have ever happened there? Do you have Rachel any um any personal opinions slash takes on what is behind the shadow person phenomena? I know, I know Mike and I have talked about this several times, you know, is it something that's I just utterly don't. paranormal or is there something more to it? I, I, do, I really don't have any feelings or thoughts on it one way or the other. It, I think because spirits and energies can manifest in so many different forms um, that, you know, I also believe that there are elementals and I believe that there are all sorts of different things, but Shadow people are just one of those things where I don't really have a whole lot of opinion on because mm. I haven't had a whole lot of experience with them personally, so I don't know. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, they're they're definitely real. <laughs> yeah, I believe yeah. anyway. Yeah. But, you know, as far I, I as what they, they are, I don't know. I think they have a definite, uh, their own category in the paranormal. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, uh, they're some kind of a spectral energy something, but, you know, why they appear this way. And so often to people that, you know, who knows? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Well, that was not my dog. No, <laughs> I, I, I figured that. You know, that. There are some, you know, as we mentioned before, Mike, there are some people who believe that the shadow people phenomena is alien in nature, you know, but that's a whole yep, alien or demonic. You know, yeah. some people just talk about them as pure evil, but I have never had a feeling of any evil or anything bad with now, the shadow see, now person. I'm, I'm trying to think because when I saw what I would call a demonic entity it was black but it had red eyes and it was one of those i don't know if you've ever felt your blood run cold in your veins but that was one of two times in my life i've ever experienced that feeling like it literally felt like my blood turned to ice when i saw this thing sitting on the roof of the house um on the roof I don't of the know house that's oh yeah oh yeah so that was that was also in the email that i'd sent you that i haven't there even was, got to oh, that part yet <laughs> Yep, I yeah. know, I know, I'm all over the place. But so, yeah, can you describe that one more? Because I have Ooh. a shared experience like that as well, I, and I would like to know if Patrick thinks. Well, is there some connection family-wise there? But go ahead. Well, and it, this was the summer I graduated high school, and for a few years off and on, my stepfather. Okay, so first of all, my home growing up was not a pleasant one. Um, I'm not going to go too deep into detail, but because there's a lot of family dirt involved but sure. suffice to say between all the death in the neighborhood the house itself on the land and then the energy within my own family things were not good and all the negative energy there just kind of started to spiral and we believed for a while that my stepfather might possibly have been possessed or at least being ridden by a demon every now and then um, he would go into these rages and become extremely violent um like incredibly strong and just would have these episodes and then he'd come out of it and have no memory of what happened and act like everything was totally fine. Mm -hmm. Like police had been called on him. He had been, 
he picked up an 80 pound ottoman and threw it across the floor, even though he normally on a good day couldn't lift about more than 25 pounds due to a bad, a bad back. I mean, so these wow. things that were definitely beyond normal for him. Um, we had had the house anointed by a Mormon brother. Cause I had a friend who, whose family was Mormon. So he'd called a couple of the elders from his church over and they anointed all the windows and doors we had a priest come out and try to bless it and try to get rid of all the energy in the house. And it would help for a little while. And then, you know, maybe a couple of months would pass and then it would just blow up again. Well, this one time, um, when it, things were getting really bad, <clears throat> excuse me, activity wise around the house. And this is when like doors would open and slam on their own. The security alarms would go on and off by themselves, even though nobody was, opening or closing any of the doors. Um, and this would, coincidentally, it would always happen when my sister and I were home alone, that all this, this stuff would happen and all these things would go on in the house, lights would turn off and on. And, you know, one of the doors, particularly the one to the back porch would just open and slam. And then it would open again and slam shut and open and slam over and over and over again. And it got to the point where this one particular weekend, my sister and I were there home alone. I said, I'm not staying here anymore. I can't. I, I got to get out of this. I, I'm going to go to a friend's house, my boyfriend's cousin's house. They're, you know, 10 minutes away, whatever. I said, you go to your friend's house. I'm going to go over here. We'll spend the night there until mom and dad get home and we'll be fine. I was too scared to go into the house that night. So my boyfriend at the time and his cousin went in, grabbed up the stuff that I wanted. And they said that as they were going room to room in the house, they turned the radio on to the Christian radio station. And now these guys were open-minded, but I wouldn't call them like especially intuitive or, you know, able to sense things in any way. So as they were going through the house, they were turning the radio on. They said they could feel the energy moving from room to room as they went in and turned the radio on in each room. Mm -hmm. I was sitting down in the driveway and our house was kind of built into a hill. So we had like a tuck under garage. So the driveway was at the bottom of the hill with the garage. And then you go up the hill and there's the house sitting there. And it's, it's hard to describe. But so I was looking up from the garage or from the driveway and on the peak of the roof. I just I had this feeling like look up. So I looked up and on on the roof, right in the corner by where my bedroom window was that came out over where the dining room was. Um, was this black figure, it was crouched really low, like squatted down almost, but like one leg was kind of stuck out to the side, if you can kind of picture that. Mm -hmm. um, and it was, I felt it just stare at me and these, these red, like glowing red eyes appeared out of it. And as soon as I registered what I was seeing, it was gone. Oh. And I started honking the horn of the car, trying to get my, you know, my boyfriend and, and his cousin to come back outside. Like I said, it was one of those feelings where it was just like, it felt like all the blood in my body just turned into ice and the hair on the back of my neck stood up when I saw this thing sitting up there. Um, and then once it was gone, like I said, I you know, started honking the horn. They came out maybe 30 seconds later, got in the car and like, I couldn't even talk. And they're like, they were telling me what they had done, you know, turn the radio on and they felt it move room to room. And I said, you know, I told them like what had just happened to me. And they, they said that, right after they heard the horn start honking was when they had turned or excuse me, right before they heard me start honking was when they had turned the last radio on in the house. Hmm. And they said, we felt it leave that room again. 
And then we heard you start honking the horn out here. And I was like, okay, so you chased it out of the house. And that's when I saw it sitting up on the roof. They're like, it must have been. Damn. I mean, oh, even now I'm getting goosebumps. I, I don't, I haven't. <laughs> oh, man. 23 years later, 23 years later, it still gives me the goosebumps now, talking about just, this. Just um, to be clear, it, it was not your Uncle Mike on your roof, right? No. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It, it, well, it could have been because the eyes read like that after a long bender. Maybe I have no idea. <laughs> you know, I, 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 have oh. a, I have an observation to make here, and I think it's cool because you are r- related, obviously. But when you're recalling stories and you're telling stories, you I was thinking the same you thing. You are just Washner. like your uncle because I, I can see it that you're picturing it in your mind's eye again, and you're looking as up, it happens, as it when happens, it happens, and your facial expression is totally telling the story. Very, very similar between you two right there. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like you're watching it as you're describing it because, you know, it's in your mind so much. Like, well, like that girl I saw in Graham and Grant, your nan and papa's house. Yeah. Like mom and dad's house and all that. You know, um, it, it, yeah, it's just amazing. I, You know, you just, it stays with you. It does. It definitely does. Like, I can still picture, like, like the blackest black that you can ever possibly imagine is how this thing looked. But yet I could still make out like where the limbs and everything were. And uh, yeah, Yeah. uh, that was a feeling I never, ever, ever, ever want to experience ever again in my life. Is that That something that might, this might seem like a dumb question, but is that something that you've ever thought about? Like, um, I don't know if you, how artistically inclined you may be. Have you ever thought about painting or drawing that image at all? It's kind of like a, kind of like a self-soothing, you know, um, I, I don't know how you want to describe it, just to kind of expunge it out of your system, so to speak. If you don't mind it looking like a Jackson Pollock with just splatters <laughs> everywhere, sure. Okay. Hey, that works. I don't, that works. I don't have the artistic ability that some of my family members have gotten. Let's put it that way. I'm, I'm more musically inclined than artistic. So. Gotcha. Well, maybe you'll write a song about it someday. <laughs> oh, maybe. Yeah. But yeah. Ooh. No, yeah, that's you. that's fairly terrifying. I can I can picture it in my mind, too. And I... Like as you got chills, I I was getting kind of goosebumps on my arms just thinking about it because <laughs> I don't. So like yeah, those that's things. that's my experience. It makes it hard for me to just give a hard no to whether or not demons are real, because mm. if that wasn't demonic, that was something on a whole nother level that wasn't fully human. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and is that was that kind of a culmination of all the negative energy from not only the land but my family? Yeah you know, with the addiction and mental illnesses and everything else that was going on around the house at the time. I don't know, but whatever that was, was not fully human. Yeah. And it was terrifying. So mm. now as, well, as, what I, as a list, Oh, go ahead, Mike, go ahead. Oh, well, what I was going to say about, you know, when you said about the red eyes and that shadow, um, the one incident that I had, and unfortunately I didn't see this, but somebody else did while I was sleeping. Um, uh, my first wife, um, when we lived in Maine in a very old building and um, I was sleeping and she said, and she actually woke me up with this too. And she said, uh, there was just a shadow or a very black figure, like from the shoulders to the head at the ceiling, you know, coming out of the ceiling and it had red eyes. She said, red glowing eyes. And uh, it was looking right at me, staring at me. 
And I said, well, what, what did it do? Did it? And, and she said, it just slowly went back up into the ceiling and it was gone. Terrifying. Oh, no, no. But like I said, right? unfortunately I didn't see it. So all I can do is go by what she said, but what, what do you mean? Unfortunately, um, you're fortunate. not to have seen Well, it. you know, because then I would have had more verification that something was really there instead of, I know I get, you. she may have seen something or, but you know, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's crazy. Well, and I told one of my old Mainer friends, this older guy, <clears throat> um, he he, uh, he said, "Yeah, that was a dirty, stinking devil." <laughs> that's that's the only explanation he had. Hey, down home, simple explanations that usually yep, this old guy was true. Thick main accent saying that it was yeah, kind of kind of yeah. went into your system a little bit. <laughs> Did they have houses with witch windows up there? Is that more like a southern? Or more down the southern part of the coast. You know, I wouldn't doubt it if it's up there. I I didn't think about it at the time to even notice, but I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. You know. Okay, that was just a random thought I had. I'm sorry. <laughs> now what? It's what okay. Is this? I mean, we have your list includes lots of lots of fun demonic stuff. <laughs> Man. Yeah, it was, a, it was good times. Yeah, Let good times. Yay, yay, demons. Um, <laughs> my favorite subject. Well, yeah, yeah, you know, as everybody as, knows, as a listener, Rachel, you know that <laughs> I'm sure you know of my my Catholic upbringing and how I can't shake some things, you know, and it's just like I have the I'm very I'm very sensitive when it comes to all things demonic and Mike. He's right. sensitive to everything. <laughs> oh, come on now, Mike. except actual paranormal experiences. <sighs> hey, now, yeah, <laughs> you're just gonna need to have Ghost Rochambeau you before you believe it, aren't you? Hey, you know, I I, I, I told. I believe yeah. it, but you know, as we've said a thousand times, I I'm, I'm afraid I just need to get that whack right in my face type yep. thing and stuff. But I always tell them when I, I'm going to die first, and I'm going to you're going to be the first person I come to see. <laughs> I appreciate my body that, will Mike. be laying on the ground still warm, and I'm going to be slapping you in the face. Oh, man. <laughs> 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 All right, Patrick. So, so be and then I'll say hi, and we'll back. chat a little bit. So you, you'll it'll be a, a warm body. So is that going to be more of like a zombie slap, as more as opposed to like a paranormal slap? Or are you no, I'll both? be I'll be dead. It's oh. just hadn't had time to cool yet. I'll be <laughs> slapping you in the face. <laughs> oh man, uh, 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 Rachel, you have here listed. You wrote down the thump, the thump on the deck that Jet heard and growled oh, at. Yeah. Then feeling someone lay on me. Oh my god! So that was that was after I'd left home to go to college, um, and I was going to school about an hour away from home. So I'd come home occasionally on the weekends, um, but my room had been given to the next sibling below me. Um, it's kind of how it always went in that house because it was only a three-bedroom house, and there were six of us kids, but grouped many years apart due to remarriages and things like that. So the oldest, as soon as the oldest in the house that time moved out then the next one up would get the big bedroom so my younger sister had that room so I was sleeping on the couch one night on a weekend I'd come home to visit and um it, it hadn't snowed yet I remember that so like it was it was cool at night but it hadn't snowed why I remember that much I don't know but I was laying on the couch and one of the golden retrievers my parents had at the time his name was Jet He'd always been just super sweet dog, never super protective or anything like that. But he'd always come lay on the floor right next to the couch when I'd be visiting on the weekends. Um, off the living room was a deck, wooden deck. Um, and it was 
you know, eight feet up off the ground because it covered the driveway. Like I was saying, it was built into the, the garage, it was built into the house, so it was tucked under. So the, the duck came out off the top of the house, uh, front of the house to cover the driveway. Um, and I was laying there, I didn't have TV or anything on, I was just laying there trying to go to sleep. And all of a sudden I heard a thump like somebody had jumped on the deck and it, it rattled the floor in the living room enough that I felt it in the couch. Hmm. And Jet, the dog, like I said, he was laying on the floor right next to me. He put his head up and just froze. And then a few seconds later, he let out this growl that I'd never heard from him before. And it was one of those, like, you know, that that's a don't mess with my human growl. When you hear it, you know it. Mm-hmm. And so he heard it and he felt something too. And I remember thinking, what the hell was that? You know, and I saw one of my sister's friends goofing around out there, you know, trying to surprise her or something. But then I didn't hear anything else. I didn't hear any footsteps on there. I didn't hear any of the chairs being moved around on the deck or anything like that. It was dead silent. Um, so I was just like, chalked it up to just another weird thing about the house, you know, shit happened all the time there. So I was like, okay, whatever. And a little while later, I started to doze off. And then I woke up because I felt like breath against the side of my face. And at first I thought it was one of the dogs coming up to sniff me. So again, I didn't pay too much attention to it. And the next thing I know, it felt like somebody crawled up onto the couch and was like starting to lay on top of me. And a man started to whisper something, but I freaked out so bad. I don't remember what he said. I think he said my name. But when I sat up, I pushed forward. Like I put my hand up like this and pushed forward and I felt a face. But there was nobody there that I could see. And the dog was standing there with his hackles up and his teeth bared. Not growling, not making any sound, but just staring at like the the middle of the couch right next to where this entity would have been, you know, if you could have seen him. The dog was staring right at that spot. Just again, don't know what it was. That was the only time anything like that had ever happened to me. Um, Never. I don't have an explanation for it. Again, it was just one of those weird things that happened in that house. That's something that needs to happen to Patrick. (laughs) <laughs> it was I, the, yeah. the weirdest part was feeling like somebody's face like feeling flesh against my hand like i caught somebody right around here when i pushed and i you know pushed them away that was the weirdest part of it Damn. could it have been like a weird partial sleep hypnosis thing sure i don't know mm-hmm. but that was Man. that was freaky that's <laughs> terrifying yeah, that, yeah. That, you can chalk that up to terrifying for sure. Now, <laughs> that's, you know, not Sadly, the, after the demon on the roof, that wasn't that scary. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> very true. That compared to the rooftop demons, nah, Ugh, that's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> you know, that's kind of, I the, uh, a story that I, that didn't happen to me, but it happened to my, my mom. I've shared this on the podcast before. This was like right after my dad had passed away. And I'm, you know, I think this is kind of a common occurrence where she was, she was not asleep, but she was trying, she was struggling to fall asleep and she was laying in bed by herself. Now my dad had passed away, obviously. And she not only felt, but swears that she saw like the bed kind of sink a little bit and felt like a weight laying next to her. And she, you know, it freaked her out, but she was kind of maybe upon looking back She's like, maybe that was your dad. You know, maybe he was still there and just, you know, kind of letting me know. 
I don't know. Here. Yeah, I would like mm-hmm. to think that that was something, you know, they're comforting her. I hope it wasn't That's, anything, you know. Yeah, negative. I would Absolutely. definitely say that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, very briefly, not to make this all about me, but I'll go on about me for a second. As a listener, Mike knows because he has to deal with me all the time. As a listener, do I come across as someone who doesn't believe at all? <laughs> or, or, no. or just okay, okay. No, just just that you're very hesitant to believe your own experiences. Gotcha. Okay. And that's what I meant when I said it's going to have to take a ghost rochambeauing you for yeah. you to finally be like, okay, <laughs> yeah, fine. Actually, or maybe yeah. that's what the vision with the baseball bat that I had was. Maybe that was your dad saying, "I'm going to have to hit you upside the head with a baseball bat oh before you'll recognize the fact that I'm around you." Well, you know yeah. what? We played baseball. I love doing that. We were all all of us boys are baseball players. Um, yeah, we we had tons of baseball bats. I got hit in the head by my brothers with a baseball bat, but uh, or by my brothers, I should say. So. Maybe he's Which explains <laughs> Maybe a lot. It does explain. <laughs> well, the severe one was when my my one brother cracked my head open at the golf club. So that's another thing altogether, you know. So that oh, might geez. add a little bit too. So, anyways, ghosts, demons, and it, and it all manifested <laughs> as a really weird driving habits. Would you stop with the driving? <laughs> okay. Do you know what the little stick on the left side of the steering column is for, Patrick? Is that <sighs> is that an issue? Uh, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> Um, well, you, Rachel, didn't have to put up with that guy's horrendous snoring at the Sally house. So, hey, at least I slept. Yeah, I couldn't sleep because you were keeping me up. (laughs) You know, you, you were laying on the floor, your head against the the floor and you were hearing some weird mechanical thing in the basement. I did. Well, well, I I did hear the clanking. Go to sleep. It's a sump pump. No, you did not. You snored. Yes, I did. I are hearing a sump pump. I was nervous. It I was thought, raining so hard. I thought your uncle was dying. It's, <laughs> it, I mean, it sounded like he was in need of medical attention, but I, I let him sleep. I guess if you call that sleep. Well, oh, no. Here we're waiting for hearing footsteps coming down the stairs or something coming up the stairs from the basement, and he just hears me snoring. Saw logs. Oh, oh, my God. Yeah. But it was, it was great, though. It was great. It was great. I wish at I least we can fun. say we. At least we can say we spent the night and yes. slept in the Sally house. I know. That's awesome. Oof. Next step, Velasca. I'll take that over to Velasca. Yeah, I'll take I'll take the Sally House over to Alaska. Oh, oh man, Ooh, we, we got to make it there. Yep. And Rachel, you're coming with us. The plan oh, is God, no. <laughs> the plan is in the spring. You know, Mike, early summer, we're sticking to this damn thing because we're doing yes. this. Absolutely. Oh. Now, this is really, nice. really interesting. Really, really interesting, especially for you know people in the Minnesota area. You dream of and channeling of Drew Sedin. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, let's yep. let's hear about that. So, so for people who aren't from the Midwest or maybe don't remember, um, Drew Shadeen was a 22-year-old, 21-year-old, somewhere in there. She was like right within a year or two of my age at the time. She was a college student um, who was abducted um, and later found murdered. Um, out of Grand Forks, North Dakota, in the Forks. parking lot of the mall. And I lived in Grand Forks at that time, and I remember it happening. It was yep. horrible. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Yep. Nope. That's okay. So, <laughs> this was um, right. It, it was right after I dropped out of college, and I was back living at home. Um, and I was. It was after I'd found out about the family, you know, clairvoyance, intuitive, psychic, whatever you want to call it. 
Um, so I was kind of trying to work with it a little bit more consciously at that point. Um, just opening up to the thought of like, I, you know, if there are spirits that want to communicate, I'm, I'm here, whatever. Um, one night at, right after the announcement that she had disappeared or been potentially abducted, um, I had had a dream where I couldn't see Drew, but like, I just knew she was there. Um, and there were three other women in the dream and they were sitting on the couch and they were saying, oh yeah, this is what he did to me. Did he hit you upside the head too? And, and, you know, like the three of them were having this conversation and they were definitely survivors of something or they were all victims of the same person. And I felt Drew behind me saying, listen to them and watch for the eyes. So as these women are talking, like in my dream, above the three of them, I saw these just evil, like soulless eyes. And they were very distinct, just the shape of the eyebrow. Um, and the three women in my dream also saw these eyes like forming in the middle of the wall or whatever. And they all started screaming, that's him, that's him. And I heard Drew Shadeen behind me say, that's him. Mm. And then I woke up. Well, it was either later that day or the next day, they made the announcement that they had the suspect in her abduction and they you know, showed his face on the news. And I went, oh, my God, that's him. That's those are the eyes from my dream. Mm. And then it came out that he had been arrested and previously abducted and raped three other women. Um, they had all survived. He didn't kill them. But oh, wow. so, yeah. So then now, when you realize trying, when you recognize the face, what what were you thinking? What were you feeling when you saw it? When you realized that? Um. I remember I just kind of went blank and then I started channeling Drew and I, I started telling my mom, I'm like, mom, I don't know what's going on. My hands were shaking really bad. Um, and I said, mom, I don't, I, I don't feel right. Like I feel like super spacey right now. She's like, what's wrong? And I said, okay. And I picked up the newspaper front page and I said, I saw the, this guy's eyes in my dream. And Drew, Drew Shadeen told me that's him. That's him. And I think she's still here and wants to talk. And my mom was like, okay, very calm, you know, very, at this point, she'd kind of gotten used to the fact that I just picked up on weird things and, you know, it was just part of who I was. She said, okay, well, what does she want to say, honey? And I just, I remember I started talking and it was like, it was me talking, but the words weren't coming from me. And I've done this a few other times in my life, but I don't like consciously letting somebody else take control, like another en energy come in and take control. So, cause it's a very hard thing to let go, you know, but I remember just kind of like if it's almost like stepping back and letting somebody else kind of get in between. I'm trying to figure out how to explain this for me. It's like stepping back where I can still see, but it's more like I'm sitting in the passenger seat and I can see and hear everything that's going on and I can hear myself talking and I feel my mouth moving, but it's not my words coming out. Does that make sense? Wow. Yeah. So that I started. Huh? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Please continue. Oh, no, it's okay. So I, I just let her start talking to my mom and my mom started writing down all the details that Drew was giving her through me. 
And um, I remember toward the end of it, when she started to pull back, I saw like as it would have been her and I saw him come with a knife and slash her throat, but it was like I was the one having my throat slashed. Oh my God. And I was, I remember being cold and laying and looking up at the stars. And it was what, December, I think, when he had taken her, like early December. And I remember just looking up at the stars and thinking, the winter, the, the winter skies at night are always so beautiful because the stars are so clear. Oh my. And then boom, she was gone. And I was, just like, what the hell just happened? And I started crying. And my mom's like, honey, <laughs> we got to call the Grand Forks Police Department. And I was like, I don't know if they'll listen. I don't know if they'll believe me. Do you know how crazy this is going to sound? And she said, I know, honey, but I think we should call them. And I was like, okay. So she put me on the phone. She called up the Grand Forks Police Department. And I remember she told the detective, she's like, all right, I know this is going to sound crazy. And I know you probably won't believe it, but I have a daughter who is almost the same age as Drew. You know, she had this dream last night and she just, you know, this is kind of what happened. And my mom's like, look, I know it sounds absolutely nuts, but would you talk to her? And the te detective, for, to his credit, was totally like legit, in sounded legitly, legitimately interested in what I had to say. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, this is what she showed me, that there was a silo that was... It was white, but the roof was like metal. It she was taken to an area that he was incredibly familiar with. It was just east of the river or like just north of the river or something like that. And he knew the area very well. And she was very insistent and repeating. He knew the area. He knew the area. He knew the area. And I repeated that to the, to the detective. I don't know how many times I said, you have to check in areas he knew because she is adamantly telling me that he knew the area. And I was on the phone with him for probably 45 minutes and he was asking me questions. I was answering them to the best of my ability with the information that I was getting from Drew, you know, and he said, so is she, is she still alive? And I said, no, mm -hmm. he slit her throat. And that becomes important later on. So anyway, I get done talking to him. Um, within the next couple of days, the news came out that, um, Alfonso, whatever, I don't know. Yes, I think that's it. That he had been convicted of raping three women in the past and that they were focusing on a farm that he had been employed at um, as far as searching for Drew. And they found her the following April, I believe. And um, I don't remember if, I, if Drew had told me that she was north of the river, or east of the river, or whichever it was, but it ended up being exactly the opposite of what I had said, mm. but everything else fit where she was on a farm he used to work at. The One of the silos closest to where she was found was white and it had a metal roof. Um, they finally had released that he had tried to suffocate her by putting a bag over her head. And then 10 years later, when all the case files were finally released to the, the media, I read that he had slit her throat. Yeah, I remember hearing about a, a very large knife that he had. Uh, something yep. in, in the news at, at back at that time. Yeah. Yep. 
but they they never released until that I had seen until about ten years after the fact that he had slit her throat. Yeah. So that that was like that last little piece of validation for me that it was like oh, but it was just like I I don't know if if me talking to the detective helped them at all or if they'd already you know kind of had all that information or whatever or if that was just meant to be some sort of a lesson for me to trust or you know. verification you know that yeah. you're giving them that they might you know get yeah. out of out of that you know yeah but i remember <sighs> i told i told god and my spirit guides and everybody after that i'm like look i don't want any more murder victims coming to me because that was draining and i don't want to do it oh man <laughs> can only no thank you I can only imagine my goodness you know this this family thing like this is really odd because you know i'm you know i'm not meaning to come back to me or anything or compare stories but um i remember one time when i was uh uh i was meditating very deeply and i get into a you know that semi-sleep um area before i actually fall asleep and it's done <laughs> but <clears throat> There was one time where I was visioning and I was seeing this in my mind. It wasn't me thinking about it. Um, I was on a farm and, and in like a, a, a wheat field. And there was a house in the distance. Um, it looked very old, a very old farmhouse. And it was so quiet and silent around there. There's nobody else around, nothing around. The other buildings just out in the middle of nowhere. And, and there's a wood pile, a large wood pile that I was walking towards and I was walking around it and I was getting feelings about this wood pile and a person. And as I was walking around this and envisioning this, I had seen a body inside of the wood pile buried in the wood pile. Oh no. And uh, you know, if you look through the pile, you could just see like face and a hand or something like that. And, but that's all there was. It was, and then that was done. Wow. But, uh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Yep. Good times. Good times. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, you know, I, I wake exactly. up excited about stuff like that because, you know, it is gruesome as it might be. It's like, you know, that just gave me a touch of that paranormal, you know, that I can hold on to. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not saying that was paranormal because, you know, you know, it could be just, you know, a dream thing, but. No, but um, they have those kind of dreams have a different feel to them. They do. The, they do. The dreams that are more like prophetic or spirit uh, based, they have a totally different feeling yeah, to them. Yeah. Yeah. They're an actual feeling in the in the dream. Yeah. I, I know. I know exactly what you mean. Um yep. but there's there's a different sense of reality to them. That's I, I don't even know if that's a good way to explain it, but for me, whenever I have dreams that have a message coming directly from spirit, it's it feels more like reality than a dream. Right. And I, I, I don't know how to explain it any better than that. Like I know right. consciously I'm asleep, but I know it's not a dream because there's just that hint of realism, you know, realism yeah. or reality oh, yeah. or whatever you want to call it. But yeah, yeah just a totally a conscious different feeling. thought. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. I had this dream about the Minnesota Vikings winning a Super Bowl. Well, good luck Dream with that. <laughs> <laughs> the wild will get to the Stanley Cup before the Vikings ever oh, get to the Super Bowl. Hey, hey, you know, oh. I, I'll take anything. I'm starving for a championship. Oh, come on. Oh, man. I know. The wild are doing their typical second half of the season <laughs> choke. So, 
he's starving what? for that like he starves for affection every day and it just it, it just he does Ouch. not do well with it you know hey i got Ouch. it hey I, okay, i'm not i'm not gonna go on to that i'm not going okay. on any further than that one we'll let that one lie let's go patrick there's a lot to talk about here. oh i know there is uh, <laughs> i don't know how we want to top drew shadeen that is amazing that story that experience we had um another one here a yeah. vision a vision of your house burning Someone dying and it actually coming to fruition 15 years later. Yeah. Want to go on to the next one or? Um, man, no. is that is that too tough? Is that too much to talk about? It it's a lot. Oh, it's a lot, man. but it's okay. You don't um, if it's if you're it's uncomfortable. You. It's up to you. If you're no, uncomfortable, just let me it's know. It's okay. We're getting far enough removed from it that I can talk about it pretty easily now. But um, so this was not too long after the whole Drew Shadeen thing. Mm-hmm. Um. I was having dinner at a friend's house and my mom was home alone. Um, my stepdad had gone out of town for a trade show. Um, and my mom was home alone and I knew she was pretty, you know, by this point she was a pretty, pretty bad alcoholic. Um, and I always had this fear because I had had this, this, okay. So this night I was at my friend's house and all of a sudden I had this vision of, the house burning like the fire started in the dining room and I just had this feeling like it was going to happen and someone was going to die so right away I thought oh my god my mom's home alone she passed out with a cigarette and started the house on fire so I called her in a panic I'm like mom what's going on she's like nothing I'm just sitting here watching a movie I'm like okay mm-hmm. she was why and I, and I said I just had this horrible vision all of a sudden of you know fire starting in the dining room and Somebody was, you know, somebody died, and she's like, "Nope, nope, I'm, I'm fine. Your siblings are asleep. My, my youngest siblings were maybe fourteen and twelve at the time. Um, they were significantly younger than I was." Um, I said, "Okay, so let it go, you know." But that that vision and that feeling never left me. Um, that that house was going to burn down one day, and somebody was going to die. Mm. But I had always assumed, you know, that's, that's the curse with like prophetic visions is that, you know, something is going to happen, but you don't know how or when or who. Right. So for years, I knew that house was going to burn down and somebody was going to die. I had always assumed that would, that would have been started by my mom passing out with a lit cigarette and that she or my stepfather would be the one to pass away. Well, um, what ended up happening was in 2018, um, my baby sister, who would have been 21 at the time, um, and my baby brother, who was 24, um, they were still living at home with uh, my sister's boyfriend staying there also. So my sister and her boyfriend had been cooking and the oil caught fire in the pan that they were using. Now, my stepdad, like I said, there was a lot of mental illness in that house growing up. On top of a myriad of other things, he was a hoarder. Um, Mm. And we had tried for years and years and years to get him to clean up and throw things away. And it just didn't matter how how much we cleaned or how often we did it. It just, you you couldn't stay on top of it. Um, So when this cooking fire started, my sister's boyfriend decided to try to run through the house out the front door to dump the burning oil out. Mm. It spilled in the dining room. Fire started in the dining room. 
Um, my brother, who was working third shift at Walmart at the time, was asleep in my old bedroom that used to be the attic. No smoke detectors in the house. Um, he ended up passing away from smoke inhalation. Yeah. So, oh, my Lord. That is awful. Yep. Yep. And that was so, that was 15 years later? Yep. That would have been about 15 years later, I think. So, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I was... I was 23 or 24 at the time when I had that vision. Um, so that would have been around Dang. 2005 or so. So yeah, something like that. Roughly 15 years, give or take a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. yeah I, always knew the, I always knew the what. I just didn't know the when, the how, or the who. So No, that isn't something. I mean, you don't have... I mean condolences that's just awful i mean that's oh, terrible <laughs> terrible to hear that um now is this something i think you briefly mentioned that's something that you've you've kind of you know accepted i guess for lack of a better term i mean i, mean, I hope that you're not carrying like any sort of weight or like any sort of burden with you of, of any kind oh no okay um in a way like i've had i've had a couple of um readings done with other mediums fortunately um and I've, you know, I, I talk to my family, myself, you know, those who've passed and I'm, I'm okay with whatever happened in between, you know, everybody at the time and what mm-hmm. didn't happen and whatnot. So I don't carry any guilt. Um, there's, this would be a whole other hour and a half long topic. There's, <laughs> I looked at the fire happening as in some way being necessary to help kind of cl- cleanse at least part of whatever energies were there. Mm. Um, although now that I'm completely removed from my ex stepfather, um, I don't know how everything is going, but I went through and I did a a blessing on the land with a bunch of my friends and we went through and tried after the fire, we went through and tried, um, (sighs) cleansing it's, you know, energetically cleansing the land itself. Um, and I don't know if it's done any good because like I said, once the house was rebuilt, my stepfather's still there, but mm-hmm. ex-stepfather, whatever. My mom ended up passing away seven weeks after my brother did. So, yep. Now, uh, <laughs> now are, again, you know, if are you comfortable with sharing that? I mean, it's still I can still edit that story out if you if you want if you prefer. Um, it's totally sure. up to you. It's up to you. Yes. Yeah, which part? Well, the entire story. It's just so sad and tragic. I just I oh. I feel bad for asking about it. No, that's, that's totally okay. So the downfall of my family um, actually probably started in 1992 when I had a baby sister die of SIDS. Um, and that's really when my mom's drinking started going mm. pretty, pretty heavily. Um, you know, it wasn't like an overnight thing, obviously. Um, the addiction really took years to fully kick in before she had pretty much all but given up. Um you know, losing a child is, is rough and I wouldn't wish it on anybody. And, you know, I, I remember when I said earlier today that there's only two times in my life I've ever felt my blood run ice cold in my body. Yeah. The demon was the second time. The first time was, was the morning that we woke up when my sister was dead. When you hear a mother wailing because yeah. her baby's dead, that is a sound unlike any other and you'll never forget it. And that was one of those things where that's, that was the first time in my life, my blood ran cold. Um, so my baby sister, funnily enough, though, is, is responsible for some of the, the, the ghost stories that we had. 
Well, you said here, um, yeah, I, so. I, um, <laughs> this was like one of your follow-up emails and you were, repl- yep. <laughs> you were, you were in, re- uh, you're replying in response to our episode that we talked about, uh, yep. <laughs> ghost, ghost children. Yep. Um, and you mentioned tragically your sister dying, but you said that, you know, she, you know, she loved to play pranks. Um, yep. she and, was just that shy of three months old when she passed and she loved to play pranks um, and you, th- and you say here that she must have quote unquote grown up enough t- mm-hmm. to mess with her family. And you, yep. you, you list a couple of her notable pranks and I'd like to get your thoughts. I mean, share some of those pranks if you, if you uh, feel comfortable <laughs> with that. And I'd like to get your thoughts on the idea of, um, I think Mike and I briefly covered this possibility of, you know, the spirit, for lack of a better term of a child, you know, maturing growing up you know on the other side so to speak oh Uh, yeah so you can once you go to the other side you can choose whatever age you want to present yourself as or whatever energy you want yourself to carry as far as age or you know like appearance wise too like you know if 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 you're if you pass away at the ripe old age of 102 and you want to go back to when you were 30 you can conversely if you if you pass away when you're a baby and your soul gets the other side and says hey I want to present myself as, you know, an eight-year-old for now. You can do that. Mm-hmm. You know, you have that ability. I believe that you have that ability to choose what age you present yourself as once you're in spirit. Um, so my baby sister grew up to some point. I'm not sure exactly what age she chose, but she was old enough to be a mischievous little brat sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and I say that with nothing but love in my heart. Of um, course. Of course. She, uh, on Halloween morning one year, I was, I think I was probably in like seventh grade. I know I was in middle school. Um, and I, like I mentioned earlier, I had two siblings that were also very much younger than me. Um, so it was early Halloween morning. I was getting my lunch together for school and I had my back to the doorway from the kitchen that goes into the dining room. And I saw a light flicking on and off. And I had assumed it was either my baby brother or baby sister, the living ones had climbed up on the chair next to the light switch and was playing with it. So without turning around, I was still making my sandwich and I just said, Hey, knock it off. Quit playing with the light. And it kept going. So I turned around and it wasn't the dining room light that I was seeing flicking on and off. It was the light inside of the oven that was flicking on and off. And I was just like, okay, that's new. And that's kind of freaking me out. (laughs) So I yelled for my stepdad and he came in and he's like, oh, come on, Ginny, knock it off. My sister's name was Ginny. And when he said that, it stopped. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Um, I had a VCR in my room. The good old VCR days. It didn't even have a remote. That's how old this thing was. <laughs> Yeehaw, VCRs. Yeah. <laughs> and you remember how when you used to turn them on, like they would kind of make that like whirring and clink- clunking noise. Oh, absolutely. Like the heads, the heads had to reset a little bit every yep. time you turn it on. So this VCR would just at random in my room, just start turning on and off by itself. Um, it finally got to the point where I had to unplug it when it wasn't in use because I got sick of it. Because no matter how many times I would say, hey, Ginny, if that's you messing with it, or if that's anybody else in the house messing with it, please stop because you're waking me up and I'm tired of it. It just kept happening. Um, <laughs> my ceiling fan in my bedroom, we had gotten the windows replaced. So there wasn't any like severe air leaks or anything. Um, Windows were airtight, but my ceiling fan in my bedroom would just start to spin on its own. And then that would like just stop and then spin the other direction. <laughs> oh, really? In the opposite uh, direction even? 
That's yep. being manually manipulated. Yep. <laughs> um, one time I get cold sores and I have ever since I was in grade school. <clears throat> Excuse me. One time I had a cold sore. So I had my little tube of like Carmex. Nasty stuff, by the way. <laughs> Agreed. Um, I had it. Agreed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I had it set. I, I sat down on my bed to put on a pair of socks and I had set the, the tube of Carmex right next to me. Put my socks on, stood up, went to grab the Carmex. It was gone. I, t- I kid you not, I spent 10 minutes tearing apart my bed. I ripped all the covers off. I moved all my pillows, shook the pillowcases out, looked under my bed, pulled my bed away from the wall so I could look all the way back against the wall. It was gone, like disappeared literally into thin air. And I was just like, okay, Ginny, if you're playing a prank on me again, can you please bring it back? And then I left my room, went downstairs to grab something or do something. And I went back up a little while later. There was my tube of Carmex right where I'd left it after I'd remade my bed. So that's the kind of, that's the kind of mischief she used to cause in the house. Oh my. (laughs) Yeah. So she was definitely a prankster. Well, it it has to be sort of comforting knowing that she's still messing with you. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. Although I think, I think she has come back as one of my daughters. I'm just not sure which one. Oh, no kidding. Because that was a feeling I had gotten a long, long time ago too, was that she'd be coming back again in one of my kids. And then I had three girls. It's like, well, button, button, who's got the button? I'm not sure. Right. So. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, For sure. I, gosh, we, I hate this part, but you know, we're, we're running yeah. out, we're running out of time here, but I want to, what, what did you mean here? What, what do you mean by Hugo in the basement? Oh, Hugo was the man who built the house, the original part of the house that I lived on in. And uh, the street that I lived on was named after him. Um, And he used to hang out. Apparently, he would hang out in our basement um, because my stepfather used to collect um, like World War II and older military rifles. And he liked those. So apparently he would sit down there and like look at look at my stepdad's rifle collection and stuff. And just, you know, he liked to hang out down there, but he would turn lights off and on also. Um, And literally until the day my brother died he if he had to go down in the basement once he turned that light off he would come flying up the stairs as fast as he could because it, it scared <laughs> him so much to go down there i mean you would have thought that he was running like a striped ape was chasing after him just <laughs> as fast as he could up the stairs and you always knew when he was coming too because you could hear him just running as fast as he could it was hilarious well, we yeah. used to do that in uh in my mom and dad's house, well, I did anyway, um, at times when I was really little, coming up the stairs, I swear you would hear four steps behind you creaking. Oh, no. And it happened a lot. And Ooh. I would end up just booking up the stairs. <laughs> you <know>? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, most things in that house never bothered me, but that that freaked me out. Yeah. But Yeah, yeah there, was, there were always places in in that house, no matter how long I lived there, that at night I hated going past certain windows because mm-hmm. I did, it always felt like I was being watched. Same with certain parts of the yard at night. Um, but for the most part, it was all just kind of run of the mill, whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. You see a shadow. I, I would see like one time I saw like the shoulders and up of a person moving across the wall, but there was no way that a shadow could have reflected into my room the way that was on the wall. I mean, 
you know, like, like I said, the lights turning off and on things getting thrown off of shelves every now and then it was all just part of living in the house. You know, you just kind of got used to it, some of it after a while. <laughs> I love that because I, you know, I always take it so nonchalant. I know and- exactly. That's what I was just going to say. You're, <laughs> another thing she's inherited is the <laughs> nonchalant, casual attitude about all this extraordinary stuff. <laughs> You know, yeah. It took me a long time to get there, though. I know. So, I'm, I'm just. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I'm, I'm teasing I, you. I, not I honestly had to fake it till I made it. So it was yeah. a fake it till you make it thing. Where like I had to tell myself it wasn't scary and it wasn't bothering me, and then you know eventually I started to believe it. No. Well, <laughs> you know, for me, for I was so lucky because of you know, like my dad. From the time mm-hmm. I was born, he was he was into that stuff. He, you know, and I grew up with that. So I was really lucky to be just such a part of that, my entire life, positive, you know, a positive uh, support from, you know, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Rachel, do you, have, do you have time to share? I, I want to ask about this because the idea of portals is as fascinating to me, both Mike and I, we've talked about this several times. Mike believes his old house was a very active portal. You have here written down portal slash little boy slash Roger. Oh, that was my apartment in Moundsview where I lived. It was this dumpy little fourplex where the walls were so thin. I could hear my neighbor below me and next door peeing um, anytime they were in the bathroom. Lovely. Isn't that great? Yeah. And so there was for sure one resident spirit there that I named Roger because he was always there. And I just was like, okay, whatever. But we also had some spirits that would just kind of pop in and go. Um, from there and one of them was definitely not a good was definitely not a good energy in fact i was there home alone one day and i was so put off by this energy that i took a like a chef's knife in the bathroom with me when i went to shower because this particular energy freaked me out so bad wow and i told it like you need to leave you know banished it whatever and it left um there was one that showed up while my ex-husband and I were Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> showed up standing at the foot of the bed. Mike, and... Mike, do you need explanation on that one, Mike? <laughs> no, I just blocked it out. Oh, okay. He yeah, blocked yeah. it out. I should have put a trigger warning. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, <laughs> but that was, that was a whole new level of mortification. Um, <laughs> so, and I said, never again. And I, I, put the spiritual smack down. I'm like, look, I don't care who comes and goes from this apartment. As long as you don't mess with me or show up during those times, those times we're good. <laughs> um, the little boy was interesting because so my ex-husband had a son from his first marriage. Um, and we had visitation every other weekend with him. Um, and this is the same apartment. So one night we had just gotten home from somewhere And a friend of mine was right behind us. She had called me and she's like, hey, can I come over? Yeah, sure, come over. So she was literally like two minutes behind us. And when we got into our parking spot, I looked up in our kitchen window and I saw a little boy looking down at me out the window. And at first I was like, why is my ex's son up in the kitchen? He's not supposed to be here this weekend. you know." And then I realized that that wasn't him. Okay, we have somebody else hanging out, whatever. so we had gone in. My best friend comes in two minutes later. She's like, I didn't know you guys had my, you know, your ex's son here. And I said, we don't. She goes, I could have sworn I saw him up in the kitchen window. I'm like, oh, you saw him too. 
she's like, yeah, who was that? And I said, I don't know. That's, that's the newest spirit to pop in. And um, I called him Michael. I, I don't know if that was his name for sure, but he was just a little boy, brown hair. Um, he hung out for a few days. He liked to sit on the recliner that we had and like just kind of kick his feet back and forth. And um, we weren't too far from an elementary school, so I'm not sure if he, you know, I never, I never asked him what his story was because I knew he wasn't going to stick around. So it was just kind of like, okay, you can hang out, whatever. But yeah, I don't know what his story was or where he came from. But the fact that my best friend saw him in the window you know, right after I did was kind of cool. It was like, Oh yeah. Great nice. confirmation and <laughs> validation there. Exactly. Yep. Precisely. So that was kind of cool. But. Just as long again, just as long as your next portal experience, you don't see your uncle Mike pop out of there and say, Hey, <laughs> I welcome it. Okay. I know you'd welcome it. I suppose. <laughs> He'll have his scally oh, on, sure. his scally. And yeah, exactly. And my 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 cane, my yeah, <laughs> everything else. Well, yeah, my gosh, Rachel, this has been beyond fascinating. I, man, and I'm I am sure so happy you... to uh, to 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 feel and see the paranormal connection, family connection that we have. There's a lot. I'm there. trying to pass it on to mine too. They have, they have yep. it. They just, they're not quite sure yet. It's like I, I just kind have of in that yeah. they want to believe, but they're still pretty young. So you know. I just got to get things settled down in my life where I can concentrate better. And and oh, I, I'm, get, I'm getting there, and it's and it's working out. And I'm doing more things, and it's just you know I don't know. I got to get back into a level of sanity before I can really do it well. <laughs> believe me, I know. Ever since yeah. I had kids, like trying to actively tune into it has been. Yeah. It's been tough. Yeah, so yeah. I, I understand when your life is all stressful all the time. It's it's tough. Yeah. And then there's Patrick. Well, <laughs> and then there's Patrick. That doing just fine and experiencing nothing. Hey. <laughs> hey. Again, I'm just walking past that comments. I am not even going to dignify uh, it with a reply. I am actually proud of Patrick of the, oh. the progress that he is making. And he seriously is. Can I? And I think that's been I, since the Sally House. I think. I feel like I should. Awesome. I, I feel like I should, like I should say thanks, Pa. I don't know why well, that popped in my brain right now. But it's true. I though. feel you're like doing, you're proud you're, of me. You're 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 Pa. Just uh, realize that it's going to all come to a head sometime, yeah. and it's you're going to have to deal with a lot of. Oh my God! This is hundred percent, hundred and ten percent real. You know what? And I just mm -hmm. experienced it. I'm ready for it. I'm, yep. just, I'm just saying. I'll be there to support you and slap me, whichever <laughs> yeah. comes first. <laughs> right. Well, Rachel, I know, <laughs> I know you. At, you you'd mentioned on like uh, Twitter or something. You're like, oh man, I'm so excited. I hope I don't sound silly or whatever, you know. But man, <laughs> this has been great. You did fantastic. Yeah. I knew it would be. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> um, and it's you are, been fun. You are welcome to join us uh, anytime you would like uh, and fill us in on some more crazy paranormal stuff. We love hearing for about sure. It. I I would sit and talk about just about anything you guys talk about I talked back to you on the podcast so many times <laughs> when I listen to it I'm like oh it's this it's that da, 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 da. and yeah. then I'm like you know I'm alone in the van listening to a podcast <laughs> who am I talking to <laughs> yeah. well, what if we bring so up anytime like, you guys want to have me on I will more than happily join what if we bring up like poop things or something like mm, you know, just... nah, Mike's favorite topic <laughs> Oh yeah, the I great have, visual there. Thanks, kids. Mike. 
I have three kids. Not much yes, changes me anymore That's as far true. as bodily functions go. So, yeah. so how well, often... you know, we, we can fly off in other directions anytime. So <laughs> just as you know, I, awesome. I can, I can picture you yelling too, just screaming at the top of your lungs, correcting my mispronunciations when I'm butchering some words. Out Sam, Jaime. <laughs> Sam Jaime. Sam Jaime. Sam Jaime. Sam Jaime. <laughs> <laughs> Sammy Haney. Oh, what Sammy? was the other one? There was another one recently. Now. Oh, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I can't remember, but there was another one recently. Shoot. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. I've been too big a deal. Yeah. He doesn't deal with those well. No. No, <laughs> no it's all good. It's well, all good. I got a razzy every now and then. I know. I appreciate it. I appreciate it's all awesome. <laughs> well, thanks so much, Rachel. This has been. Yes. It's going to be great. I'm sure our listeners are going to absolutely love it. Uh, Mike, stick right. around for a couple minutes. Let's put together an intro to this episode. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. I blew the lid off of our secrets. Uh, let's wrap it yeah. up, Mike. Until next time, <laughs> paranormal friends, fellow zoners, fans of the mysterious and unknown. Mike, what do they all have to do? Just please peace out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs>